Welcome to another Digital Tourism Show. And in this episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with Bridgine Mullen of the Clydeside Distillery. Now, Bridgine will be sharing her story and how she has created an award-winning customer service and how she grew the distillery from its infancy all the way through to an award-winning tourist attraction. It's fabulous to see so many of you here. <laughs> Thanks again for doing this, I really do appreciate it. It's a pleasure. There is a, an ulterior motive. Because <laughs> the more that haven't been before that we get through our doors, hopefully we'll experience what we have to offer and help us spread the word. That's Who's what pleasure? we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> so, as, we, as you just sort of said, we're now sitting in this... And so I have to admit, this is the first time I've been in here. I'm definitely going to come back in a couple of weeks with my, with my family, but it's such a, a magnificent building. Um, opened less than two years ago um, from, from when it first opened its doors to the public. And many may feel that because of its location and, and its purpose, um, it was easy to bring customers along. No, my first question is, was it easy? Was there any challenges that you faced in that aspect, you know, in, in terms of bringing people along to uh, and growing the footfall, basically? Yeah. I think like any new business... Um, there's inevitably going to be challenges. And um, so this building, the pump house itself, is, is iconic for Glasgow. Um, and yes, we might have had uh, great PR and raising the profile and reaping the benefits of that. Um, but before we went down the journey of that PR and opening to the public, an interesting challenge we had was how are we going to direct our visitors here? And how are we going to get our lovely brown signs that tourists relate to? So I thought this would be quite easy. Well, silly old me. No, because what you need to have is your Visit Scotland rating to then get the brown signs. And so we're just opening our doors. And fortunately, um, I've worked with great people who've also been great in supporting me in opening this business. And one bit of advice I had in the early days is, Regine, don't be trying to get the five star too soon. Give it at least a year. Right, I've got that there. How am I going to get people here then? Because I can't go for the rating. Again, we have great network, great connections, and thankfully, uh, very helpful individuals in Visit Scotland after taking my call, and, um, and explaining I was slightly concerned that we want to open a distillery and we want to be able to help our visitors get here. And um, maybe it's not the easiest way around for a new attraction to have to have its grading to be able to get the signage. So after a little honest conversation, um, they were very kind and they sent us a fantastic letter that says, yes, please help this new attraction with the brown signs. So that was um, probably the first mm -hmm. challenge because, again, you know, you can put directions on your website, but there's a bit of comfort there with those big brown signs as well. And, um, and even when you're trying to follow your directions, you might miss it. Oh, there's a brown sign. We're all right. We're in the right direction. We're in, we're in the right lane. Um, and that, that's key. You need, you need your visitors to be able to, to, to come here. And then the next challenge, of course, is... Um, you know, we've got a fantastic city sightseeing tour route 
and like any any attraction you want to be a part of that route and um so again it, it took just not too long it took a wee bit of time to get onto that route fortunately for us the troll ship had been here previously as well and um but it's the time you don't understand well i didn't understand the amount of time these things would take because you you come in and you start and you think oh well it's a new distillery it's a single distillery it's glasgow's rich history where you know adding another great attraction to the city but it actually wasn't that easy and and there's a bit where the hard hat tours prior to were key for us to get people in to see the vision to see the level of detail our owners had put into you know creating what the experience would be from the glasgow and whiskey story um, it's the history of the docks the huge industry that was here and um and and inspire them that you know we're going to have a fantastic specialist whiskey shop and a cafe you can just pop in and tours but the hard hat tours were really important for people to to appreciate what it was going to be um but i'd say those were two of the key ones mm -hmm. and then the next one actually we could be here a while um, <laughs> so it's, it's your, your venue you can close it whenever you feel like it so. but, but the next one was the the recruitment because in the lead up you had good PR and you know there's an awareness happening in the city um, when I started I started April 2017 uh, my uniform was steel toe cap boots and a hard hat and high vis jacket this was a building site and come uh, June thankfully our distillery manager joined our wee team and then by September October we had more of the the core team but the recruitment was a huge, huge task because um, I made the decision that uh, we'd do all the recruitment uh, myself. Not as if you were busy enough. <laughs> no. And uh, yeah, it didn't take long to see 500 emails in that inbox to then be over the 1,000 emails. Wow. Um, now, in some ways, it was, um, we'd, we'd set quite a, a tight criteria for anybody joining this team. You know, what was key is great customer experience, a genuine passion for customer experience. And also, it's not many jobs that you'll have the question asked, do you like whiskey? And if they answer, yes, that's fantastic. Do you love whiskey? Yes, you're two ticks. Um, but yeah, the, and then the other one was having a second language because we knew as an attraction and a whiskey experience, we would welcome our locals, national, but also the international visitors. So our criteria again was um, that team members could speak a second language. And I do speak a second language. My Just in case anybody asks, my first language is Irish Gaelic. Not really had the demand for that one yet. <laughs> Excellent. Right, we'll stop at that because it could be here a while. <laughs> well, apart from brown signs and things like that, what other um, marketing channels and strategies did you first focus on to try and drum up the interest? Yeah, I mean, it's, to start with, it was quite easy because you, you, you start off with what's your budget and what are we looking to achieve with this? And like any new business, it's not going to be a huge budget, but you have to be sensible and conservative and myself a bit tight with it. And so, of course, the, the website was key. Um, good social content was key. And um, 
I believe in really good photography yeah. as well. Um, but there's certain things that you can't really do until you're open. Um, so the, the pho photography was quite entertaining um, to, to get that right to a point that when we launched, um, we had compelling, inviting images as well. Um, social media, uh, we're a wee team. It's, it's not a, a huge team that is here, um, but we work with a fantastic lady in her first year who really um, helped us. Um, and they just kept that content going out there and online. Um, and then it was interesting, really, because social media, Facebook especially for us, I would say, um, we're starting to do more with different platforms. Um, Facebook, Twitter. But we saw on Facebook, it didn't take too long until that really gained the momentum. And it's really interesting what our visitors really respond to um, is the process. You put a clip on of um, our mash tun and the grist and the hot water mixing. My goodness, it's fabulous, the reactions to that. And, um, and it's more of that mm -hmm. content. And it, and it still is. It's social media, website. It was really important to have um, online ticketing available. Um, and as an attraction and something new, um, having uh, easy means to book gift vouchers as well online. Um, for me, it was a relatively uh, simple, um, had a close team around us, uh, had worked with a um, great photographer in the past. And, um, and when it got to the time, you know, it was a case of, you know, people around you and they made it happen. Mm -hmm. Excellent, excellent. So you've, you've not just the, that side of the marketing in terms of social media stuff, but you've also partnered up with other businesses like the, the Blyswood Square Hotel. Uh, how, how would you say, how important are partnerships like that for, for, for growing a business like this or, or any business, to be honest? They're, they're critical. A lesson mm -hmm. I learned years ago, you know, we can go out and sell our individual attraction or individual venue, us. But, um, and, and I refer back to years ago, the, the incentive market being based in Edinburgh, but where the success was always had was when there were collaborations with like-minded people and create the program, create that, and take away the hassle of people figuring out what do I want to do. Um, so that is really important. And, and as, we, as we grow, it's only more collaborations we plan to do because um, Glasgow, the gateway to Scotland, but and it is, and it's the gateway to the Highlands, and and we see it already. The amount of visitors that come through our doors here—it's their first time to a distillery, and our shop is filled with whiskies from all over Scotland, and and it's so, and and that in itself is unusual for a distillery to have. But what's really powerful is the impact the team can have, talking to those visitors, telling them about the different regions. You know, and those that, you know, the conversations I've had about Isla, I want to be on commission soon. Um, <laughs> because, and, and that's it, we introduce them to different whiskies, paint the picture, and let's get them moving around Scotland. Um, collaboration's a key. Mm -hmm. The more you do, keep it simple, um, different offerings. We're looking at um, different collaborations for next year that can benefit individual markets, group markets, um, we've joined up with different partnerships and it is, it's not about me or I, it's about we, because ultimately what we want to do is get people here and 
make them spend more time in Glasgow and, um, and venture further afield. Perfect. Couldn't have said that better. So you, you've, you obviously, as we mentioned at the start, you obviously heavily focus on customer experience. Now you've gained over 300 five-star reviews on TripAdvisor, so congratulations. Um, what methods do you take to, and this might be a little bit harder to, to answer, but what methods do you take to exceed customers' expectations? Why would someone want to come here other than, say, the Auchentosh distillery, which is a few miles down the road? Um, right, the Auchentosh distillery is very good, and their whiskey mm -hmm. is fantastic. Mm -hmm. So please do keep visiting Auchentosh <laughs> and all other distilleries. Um, why? Well, city centre distillery. We're in Glasgow. Glasgow has its own single malt whiskey distillery. Walking distance, a lovely walk along Clyde. Um, there's so there's so many tiers to, to so, this. So, so what does you and your team do to try and exceed customer expectations? No, like, trying what, to see you, where we start. Yeah. Right, the simplest way was to start, um, and, and the thinking was, I remember going out to another attraction and having wee dram. Well, I had a couple of drams, but when it came to the second dram, I thought, oh, I don't, I just don't feel like the second dram. And uh, I noticed some people were given little bottles and I thought, well, that's great. Actually, do you know what? I could have that dram when I get home. And um, I was going to would you mind if I could have it? It's like, oh, no, no, you're not a driver, so you can't get the dram. And I thought, okay, because I always think about what does the customer feel? So, of course, what were we going to have here? We're having driver's drams. So those visitors that we have a Lowland Highland and Isla Whiskey, that's part of the experience at the Clydeside, should they choose that they want to put in a, dra uh, in a dram jar? They're here, they're labelled and they're for the team. You know, it's, it's little things about what we experience when we go out elsewhere. Um, and, and it's about thinking about it from that customer point of view, because it's very easy to put things in place that's good for the business but you want to do it so it's good for you and the customer. So we've got certain little things that, for example, um, the team thought I was mad. But, you know, in the first years, one of the big things is always have somebody in the concourse to, to welcome our guests. We know it's their first time here. So, and it is welcome to, the, to that Clydeside distillery. It's a welcome, welcome to Glasgow. It's a lovely, warm, friendly face and directing them in. So this, there's quite a bit of comfort with that human signage and that lovely, warm welcome. Um, little things like where, you know, our first tour, we open at 10 o'clock in the morning. Now, there's nothing worse than seeing people out here at half past nine, 20 to 10. It might be raining, it may not. But let's open our doors. So we make a rule, we try uh, to have our doors open before 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, again, a lot of this is what we see elsewhere and how other things can make us feel. But there's one of those things that um, I, I never like to see, but it's the end of a night and you're in a nice restaurant and you see the chairs going up behind you. Um, <laughs> but, and again, we've got a wee rule here. We, we will not put the chairs up in our cafe until that last visitor has left the tour. But all, all, is this, all of this is all about how it makes us feel and and it's little things like that that can have quite a huge difference um, and and simple things you know and it's it's and we've seen it happen before but um a guest can finish their tour they've been through the shop but saying goodbye 
and for you off to next and saying, oh, and what happens here, and you see it especially on a Saturday in the last tours, and people will come in as individuals or couples, but they'll leave as a group, and then to see them downstairs, and, and we can say, if you want more whiskey, go over the foot, footbridge and head up to the Ben Nevis or Bon Accord or the Pot Still, and um, you know those personal recommendations are, are really, really important. Uh, but another one that's, that's equally important, and we sometimes forget it, and uh, yes, it's all in detail about what we do, but you know, things go wrong. Things, you, can, you can mess up in a, in a frontline day-to-day -day job, and one of the important things to do from a customer service point of view is something goes wrong and you have a complaint, deal with it. Do not ignore it. And a great example I have here, and we've got a, I didn't achieve the five-star rating here. It's the team that are here that did. And we had a, a couple, two lovely ladies from a local business, and they'd come in for their lunch. So they're here in their lunch break. And sadly, it was a day where, do you know what? Member staff sick. We had more people coming in that we, than we had anticipated. And their order just didn't come out quick enough. Do you know, you're like looking around, everybody else there, where's mine? And, the, you know, the, the, the colleague in particular was like, I, I just, they waited too long. And it was great. They identified that was too long. And they came and said, and it's like, well, what do you think we should do? And um, food came out and, you know, we, we comp, comp their sandwiches, but we went up and, you know, and we should never shy away from it because these things do happen. And, you know, those two ladies, they're back here every week. And, but it is because it, when it comes to good so customer service, one of the things we forget how important it is to look after a complaint mm -hmm. and never shy away from it and deal with it there and then because that's your opportunity. Because, mm -hmm. you know what, we do mess up. Things happen, but we can turn it around. Mm -hmm. ah, great answer, great answer. I say I, I actually did an article similar about, but it was more about you know, TripAdvisor reviews, for example. It's like if you get a negative review, you have to answer it. And, and don't take it personal, answer it in a, a positive way that you're trying to help the customer and stuff. Because like someone can come down the line, a year down the line, see that review, and they don't have no context of what that was all about. So it's to try and, yeah, so uh, I think that's fantastic. Um, I'm going to ask you one more question before um, handing over to the audience. So. Uh, if you had to share one piece of advice um, with the audience here um, on how to create a better customer experience, what would it be? See, I could go on again here. Right, one, <laughs> um, that the one, the better customer experience, we, we have what we have here today because of the family who've had the vision, um, invested what they have, the eye, the detail, um, who put so much into this business, um, created fantastic offering. Um, but actually, it's, it's our team. We have a wee team that um, no matter what happens, I might be the visitor centre manager. That is irrelevant when it comes to a busy day. And if there's tables that have all cleared at the one time, go in, get the tray. We, we have a, a we team, we are about the we, we're a we family, and it's, it's these, these individuals, and it's about getting the right people. It's the right people with the passion, the heart, they're genuine, sincere, um, and that are about we and not I, probably. Yeah. Excellent, excellent.
Does anyone have any questions for Bridging? Oh, we've got one down the front. Jessica's going to run down with the Meg. Don't run now. Don't need to I run. I filled up the risk assessment form, so okay. I uh, just want to say congratulations on the brown signs because we actually did do it on the way down. Cathy was on the maps and I went, mean, it doesn't matter, there's a brown sign. Because there's roadworks as well, so that was quite reassuring, like you said. But that's not the brown thing I want to talk about. It's your whiskey tantrum donuts. How did that relationship come about? No, that was a great thing. <laughs> <laughs> Baby I don't like whiskey, but I do like donuts, and that together is incredible. Maybe that's my gateway. Yeah, our, our, um, again, the family behind this, great vision, uh, great eye for detail. Um, our commercial director, uh, Andrew Morrison, our chairman's son, um, was he'd, he'd heard about tantrum donuts and thought, wouldn't it be great if they could do something using our whiskey? And um, as a new business, you know, we've got a lot of room to grow. Um, but sure enough, that phone call was made. Uh, Ian from Tantrum came and um, sampled. Sampled a few, <laughs> uh, a few, few whiskey glazed donuts. And um, if anybody's doing any tastings, make sure you do a lot of samples. <laughs> it's great fun. Uh, but it didn't take long to, to have that initial tasting, all joking aside, it really was just two, but that initial tasting um, to have to say, I think we need to add more whiskey uh, was, was great. But we used a blend called Banknote and it's our sister company's blend and it's really sweet. Um, and that sweetness of the blend and the donut, it did, it needed more of that, that whiskey kick. And, um, and then that was it. So we keep the offering simple. It's whiskey glazed donuts, and we do have uh, Tantrum's raspberry donuts. Uh, they're brilliant. They're perfect for Instagram. Um, they're just over the footbridge. Uh, they taste spectacular, be it with a coffee, tea, or whiskey. Um, so yeah, that, that was our, our commercial director. But we are very much about, you know, it's really important we're about working with local businesses and, um, and you know, growing these partnerships as well locally and, and again throughout Scotland as well. Yeah, so, and if you haven't tried them, get in here quick. They're amazing. Yeah, oh, we've got a few questions here. Jessica, if you want to... <coughs> Hi there, thank you very much. I'm Margaret. Um, Quick question, in terms of the footfall that you do have coming through and your visitors' numbers increasing, what's the, the, the breakdown of those tourist groups in terms of how many are from, you know, the Americas, how many Europeans and, so, you know, Japanese, Chinese? What's your biggest market effectively? That's a really, really good question um, because our breakdown from last year um, to this year, and we're not even in the season already um i would say we see um top five will be um german um french us um oh italian um well yeah the dutch are they they love their whiskey um so yes, I think, but, but that's changing. I have to say at the minute, it's really amazing how much that, that is changing. It's really interesting, um, you know, today to be chatting to a chap downstairs from Argentina. Um, every, I feel like we are seeing 
most nationalities. Uh, the, the market, and I think the next market that's going to go for us really is, of course, the Chinese market, where there's a lot of, um, I think, exciting things happening there as well. Um, but yeah, you know, your main, your main Europeans, you know, the Spanish, of course, there's, there's so many. We, we, see, we see them all, but German US are going to be up there and um, your yeah, French, Italian, Dutch. Okay, well now, and I think the pest again. Uh, how well organised are you in terms of corporate hospitality? Do you do corporate hospitality? I know there's a big forum here, so can I suggest? Um, well, maybe? how well organised we are, Lauren. I think we've got a contract to be signed. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, to be to be honest, the corporate market is the one we want to see grow because this building on an evening is available for exclusive use events. Um, the offering here is, is it's, it's really important. The day offering, we're, we aim to deliver the best we can. The evening events are very much the same. Our packages are inclusive packages. So from an organizer's point of view, um, should they wish to have an entertainer, a sense of arrival for their guests, that is there within the package. Welcome drinks. Um, and you'll have seen it downstairs, you know, it's, it's not about a, a Prosecco and a, it's about a Prosecco, it's about a whiskey cocktail, it's about our local lager from St Mungo's and of course it's really important uh, uh, to have that mocktail um, and again we have our own Clydeside non-alcoholic cocktail um, because there's certain things like going to events and it's just orange juice or water it's really important to make these things quite exciting but welcome drinks canopies and then the experience and of course we incorporate whiskey be it in a tasting um, or formally as part of a dining experience and then our guests get to enjoy the distillery tour when we have evening events and the word try is really important but we do try to have distillation happening because again these are the things that can enhance our experience can't necessarily guarantee it all the time, but so far we've probably achieved at least 85% of our events, if actually it's more than that. Um, and then our dining is in here. So we'll do a dinner package for anything from 30 to 50. And that, that, this is within this space, be it in rounds or rectangular tables. We, we organise the table decorations, the linen, the menu cards. It's, it's a complete offering. And... Um, but we really want to grow that. Uh, we work very closely with the SEC and we see quite a lot of spin-off business coming from the SEC. We've been really supported by Glasgow Life, um, our DMCs and agents. Now that's growing. Um, we're a perfect attraction for the incentive market. So we have just recently joined SITE, uh, which is the Society of Incentive Travel. Um, we've got massive um, opportunities. If anybody has a celebration coming up and you maybe have 100 to 200 guests, this is a great venue to come and have drinks, canopies, and we'll organise the rest. So, yes, brilliant question. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have another question? Yeah, there's Cathy as well. Um, I guess my question is looking into the future once December 2020 comes around and you have your own whiskey. Um, what do you expect new challenges to arise or are you thinking about how you will adapt your customer experience to make space specifically obviously for your own whiskey and what do you think will change about the way you run um, 
yeah, the, the whole business, the attraction. Yeah, I mean, already, already we're looking at the new challenges. I mean, I think we're probably, as a, as a business, we're very um, critical of ourselves. But I think that's really important just to keep driving the standards and keep our eye on the ball. Um, when it comes to our own whiskey, now 2020 is quite ambitious. I don't see, I think realistically, it more likely to be 2021, hopefully, maybe, potentially. Uh, it's all about when it's right. Um, that'll change because the, if, if we were to look at our TripAdvisor and look at the reviews and where those negative comments are, and not that they are negative, but the lower scoring, sorry, because the lower scoring is just not good enough. Um, but it's because they want our whiskey. And that is, you see that, it's because oh, uh, they don't have their own product yet. And as we know, we have to be patient when it comes to whiskey. Um, but yeah, I think there's a huge appetite for um, new whiskies in Scotland. And um, I, I do, I see us just being so much busier. The shop has capacity to move things about, to incorporate our own product. But there's nothing to say that we won't change things within it because we, we, we can. Um, and I think we are, but only going to get busy. We've not seen true busy yet, um, really. Um, we are, but growing. You know, we had our busiest day previously was over 240 tours, and we thought, wow, that's great. And 30th of March, uh, end of the month in March, and we did 280 tours, and our tours are time tours. They're guided tours, uh, no more than 20 guests. Um, and these are really good challenges because... When you have a tour and it's a smaller number, um, you know, and there's a number of people and you're pouring the drams for the second and the third, when you've got your tool, tours full of um, 20 guests, that's going to take more time. So it's then think about, well, how can we make this efficient and enjoyable and the experience it should be? So we bring additional members of the team in. Um, and it's additional members of the team within the, the shop and the cafe as well. Uh, our team is, as I said, we're, we're a wee team, but we can jump onto the retail side. Uh, our, those that may be new have been trained to do tours. Um, yeah, we just jump in where it needs, needs to be. Um, so yeah, I think our challenge is going to be once we get to those busy days where you think our half-hourly slots, because at the moment their tours are on the hour every hour. On a Saturday, we, we open up the tours half-hourly. The next challenge is once we have reached that half early capacity is where you increase it there. So there are there are wee plans there, but um, like everything, you've got to test and try. Um, but at the moment, what we're doing here, it's about building the brands and building the values and building a name and building a reputation and uh, getting that momentum and when the, the whiskey is bottled to yeah, have a queue down the road. <laughs> Well, the whiskey would be great. Our distillery manager is a talented man and the team behind him. So, yeah, we're, we're in very safe hands there. Uh, Chris? Uh, hi, I'm Chris. 
with the rise of like uh, the new trends like the Japanese whiskey and uh, winning like numerous awards for uh, being uh, being good quality what are what are the ways that you actually do what are the things that you are doing to remain competitive well I think um, <clears throat> whiskey in Scotland um, we have phenomenal reputation uh, and it comes back to the the team that are here our distillery manager, Alistair MacDonald, um, you know, he's originally an Isla man. He's worked in different distilleries. It's having that, that great calibre um, and having, um, again, great partnerships with the companies that provide our, our barrels so you're getting the best quality wood. Um, and Alistair and the team, it's very much about the getting, it's the best of mould, it's the best of wood, it's the best of quality. Um, I think the growth in the whisky industry, there's, there's plenty of room for new uh, whiskies in Scotland, but also internationally as well. Uh, the market's growing. Um, I think how we maintain, we maintain what we're doing. And um, I just think we need to be ready for the demand, hopefully. Yeah, in fact, just on that, whisky is growing hugely. Even um, me and my family were down in the Lake District. They've opened up a distillery down there as well. So even England are starting to produce their own whiskies and things like that. And, and, and the like US, so. massive yep. growth, um, Tasmania. Mm -hmm. um, but that's, that's great because even in, in these parts of the world, and it's introducing people to whiskey. You know, and you think they, and then that will open up new other countries and different whiskies. So it'll have a positive impact because ultimately they're going to come to Scotland. <laughs> they want to try the best. I'll be watching. Yeah. As an Irish woman, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other questions for? Oh, Jessica, has it got one herself? Hi there. Hi. Um, when we came in, you gave us a tour and you talked about how important storytelling was within the, the process. And obviously, you spent an awful lot of time investing energy in that. Um, what was the process that you went through to really curate the story in a way that you wanted to tell it um, from a whiskey perspective and a Glasgow perspective? Well, the owners really had pulled that content together for us with the detail. The, the, I suppose the challenges they had in the two um, first rooms that you would have come through is, is choosing that rich content to go in. Um, the, the tour content, uh, that was done collaboratively with our uh, commercial director, distillery manager. Um, and I think one of the key things was to not go into too much technically, because you can find that you'll have a visitor who's never been to a distillery to somebody who's really very well informed. Um, so it was keeping it um, detailed, concise, but try not to lose them with the jargon too much as well. Um, I think what we have here, and it's really important as a seven-day operation, our visitors can, you know, it's about the senses, and you may not have seen it today, but it's um, in our mill room. Uh, it's a huge steel bin, and the mill is there. And you may think, oh, what we've brought in there is we have our malted barley, and we have a sample of uh, an unpeated malted barley and a peated malted barley. But it's things to enhance that experience. And so the visitor can smell that malted barley and then give them it, <coughs> the peated version. Um, and it's showing them the grist and explaining uh, what a peated malt is, because that's really hard for an international visitor to, to um, understand what's peat uh, or turf. Um, 
but yeah, and and we have we have revised that. I dread to think how many times, and we'll constantly revise it as well, um, because what was very important is to to incorporate enough time for everybody to get the benefit of the whole experience as well. They're not Edinburgh accent. They're Glasgow from the late 1800s. Uh, what was the word he used in there that they didn't translate? Was that the word Egypt? <laughs> Did anybody notice that? It was great. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was very good. I can't even get that accent. Oh. A posh one. Maybe, maybe they're from Dead Bears Den or something. I don't know. No, but it, it was... <laughs> <laughs> but, but the accent was, it was trying to... It's not about a modern-day Glasgow accent. It's about the accent that would have been in, in, at that time. Um. <laughs> well, right, I've got his card marked. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, time has caught up with us, so um, thank you so much. The, the main takeaway I took from that, actually, and I found it fascinating, was the fact that you're, you're, not, you're not just looking to grow, obviously, the distillery, but you're looking to grow the surrounding area with, its, with the partnerships, etc., and you're trying to grow tourism in Glasgow as a whole, not just for the distillery. So I thought I was, I commend you on that, so thank, well, that's, I thought it was brilliant, that takeaway. So can everyone please um, just give a massive thank you to Bridging. Uh, <laughs>